Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of That's My Personal Business. I'm so excited to have you here. How are you doing? How is your day going? How is the end of June? I hope you had an amazing Pride weekend. I'm sad that June is over. It is actually just one of the sadder things that could be happening, but I hope you had an incredible Pride. Whether you were celebrating, you were celebrating other people, whatever it was. So I'm excited to see what July has to bring for you, for me, for all of us, and uh yeah. I am so excited about today's episode. We have Jessa Glover, who is a intuitive business coach who guides ambitious spiritual leaders and healers to scale their way to more freedom, flow, and funds. She talks about soulful, soulful sales and really bringing in like the energetics of selling. And I loved my conversation with her. I loved how open she is about bringing herself into her business and being transparent and using her intuition. You guys know if you've been here for a while that those are like some of our favorite things here at Eden Strader. So I'm excited for you to dive into this episode. There is something to learn for everyone if you are a business owner as a general concept because we all have to sell. We all have to bring in ourselves into our business. We all need to have personal brands. So I'm going to let Jessa do the talking. Let's get into it. All right. Welcome to the podcast, Jessa. I'm so excited to have you on today. How are you? I'm wonderful. Fucking stoked to be here. Thank you for having me. I cannot wait. Um, I was literally reading over like all of your things again and I was like, okay, wait, I'm so excited to dive into everything. But for those of us who don't know you, people listening that don't know you yet, could you give us a little intro on yourself? Of course. Hi guys. Uh, I'm Jessica Glover. I'm an intuitive business guide And I support ambitious leaders and healers who are meant for more. My zone of genius is consensual sales, energetics, and soulful strategy in finding business alignment. And I've been doing this now for a little over four years. I talk a lot about sales being sex as an energetic exchange and what it means to create consent and build relationships and focus on pleasure. And I live in Atlanta. I'm originally though from Eden. We didn't talk about this. I'm originally from Chicago. Oh, I know the cold well, um, but I've been in, I've been in Georgia since 08 and um, that's me in a little nutshell. We love. Okay. So how did you, well, I'm so excited to learn more about this, but I'm like, (laughs) how did you get into this? Like, what were you doing before? What like led you to this very energetic based business? Like, how did we, how did we get here? So, oh man, it's quite the journey. (laughs) I, um, first I have to back up all the way to like a major life event that led us here. So in 2014, I was institutionalized not once, but twice in the same year. And it pretty much turned my entire world upside down. (laughs) as most would imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then shortly after I got out the second time, I got pregnant unexpectedly. And uh, my doctor was like, you have been very unstable for the last few years. You're on all these medications. Like you need to terminate your pregnancy so you can get stable first. You're unfit to be a mom right now, blah, blah, blah. And I had this little intuitive voice just gently nudging me of like, fire that hoe. fire him. And, um, I did that and I came off all of my medication and I went 
had a full-term pregnancy and everyone in my life was like, Jess is more stable than she's been. Um, and through that experience really started kind of like my spiritual journey and the energetics and yeah. like healing my gut and minimalism, like all the things that really inform a lot of the way I coach and teach things to this day. Um, and then in 2018, I, you know, had my son, I was a single mom. I had just bought my first house. I had like this big girl corporate job. I was working, making all this money, really thinking I'm out here doing the damn thing. And my supervisor brings me in one morning, normal morning meeting with the VP. He says, Hey, tomorrow's our last day. We're closing the company doors. You'll get a little check over the next, you know, to support you the next few weeks and good luck. And I was like, Jesus. So from there, I packed my baby up in the car, drove down to Florida, which is not far from here. Um, And just, I remember thinking like, what the fuck am I going to do now? You know, like I had put so much into my career and getting to that point. Um, So I started kind of scrolling the internet as we do. And I found this term virtual assistant. And I was working as an executive assistant in corporate. So I was like, oh, like I can do this, right? Like, perfect. I can work from home. I can work for myself. So I started there and I like anyone who was willing to pay me, I accepted their money and I worked. I mean, and as an assistant, like I had so many skills that I was like, I can do it all. And if I can't, I'll figure it out. Um, so slowly, but surely then niched into like working with coaches, working with spiritual coaches. And I learned in corporate, even though I was an executive assistant, my job was very sales intensive. And even before that in retail, very sales intensive. And in the conversations I was having with clients, I just kind of naturally started like sales coaching and consulting with the people I was working with. And they're like, you're really fucking good at this. (laughs) And I was like, I really enjoy this as well. Um, So then it sort of developed into what it is today. And lifestyle wise, I've been in the poly kink BDSM communities for several years. So like weaving all those things and really just bringing more of myself, my natural self to the forefront of my brand has kind of led me to where we are here today. Love. Okay. (laughs) Let's, let's talk about that. Cause I think one, the topic of sales in general and selling can be so taboo for some reason within the creative and like self-employed industry. Like people are like, Oh, I don't want to sell. Like it feels grimy. It feels like used car sales, mini, like people just get so spooked about selling themselves and their work. Um, so I think that alone can be very taboo. And then I'm like, man, to mix sex into it even more so. So (laughs) I love to hear it. So talk to us about like, what is your approach to selling and like, what does that look like? And how can people, you know, use their intuition and use energetics when they're selling their products? I know that was like 18 questions in one, but we can start the top. Yeah. I love it. No. So for me, sales is a lot of things. It's a conversation. It's an energy exchange. It's a relationship. I look at when I'm going to sell my offerings and whether it be an intensive or our signature program fundamentals, I look at it like I'm inviting someone to a party. (laughs) Like when I invite folks to a party, I'm not like, Oh God, they're going to just hate me. They're going to think I'm so gross. I'm so slimy really because especially when you are an online service provider, coach, mentor, guide, 
like what you're doing with folks, because you, you don't have a, a handheld tactile product, it's an experience, right? Same thing as a party. You're inviting people into an experience with you. And I think that's a huge mindset shift people can have around, okay, you're not selling yourself. You're not selling your programs. You're simply inviting folks into an experience and to step into a transformational experience, hopefully. And that alongside the fact that, you know, sales I genuinely believe sales is service. So when you offer something that can help people feel more ease, more joy, more connected with themselves, that can help them, you know, move farther along in their healing journey, that can help them clean up their finances, make more money, whatever the thing is that you help them do, I genuinely believe if you're good at what you do and you know how to do it well, that you have a moral obligation to share that medicine with people and at least let them know that that's an option that's on the table for them, right? Well, like if, for example, this is gonna be a bit dramatic and extreme, but that's me, okay? So for example, it's 111 here. Thank you. We love, we here love we it. Oh, here as well, yes. <laughs> perfect timing. Um, perfect timing. So literally, like imagine if through the pandemic we all just experienced, somebody had, somebody was sitting at home and they're like, I have the fucking cure. Like I have the thing that's going to end this shit and shut it down. But they're like, you know what? I can't tell anybody about this. I just <laughs> cannot. I don't want to be salesy. I don't want to be gross. I don't want to, I don't want to step on any toes. What, like, what if they say no? <laughs> we need that. We need that medicine. And the same goes, I mean, obviously, right. People aren't dying on the line, but people are suffering. And I believe that so many of us, especially those of you who identify as healers and coaches, and you're here to facilitate lasting change and facilitate like spiritual growth with people in this new world we're headed into, like it's, it's needed and it's necessary. And again, I think that we have a moral obligation to stand up for that and say like, I've got medicine. Who's ready for it? Mm -hmm. No, I love that. And I, that's one of my favorite things to talk to people about is I'm like, you should just be so in love and obsessed with your products and services that it shouldn't even feel like selling because you're yeah. just genuinely, I always think of it as like Christian missionaries and yes. how they're like, it brings yes. me so much happiness. So I want to like bring the happiness to other people. Yeah. Like I'm like, it should be the same with your products. Like yeah. you should just love them and know that they can change people's lives or, you know, better their lives so much that like you just want them to have it. Like yeah. you're just excited for them to experience it. For sure. Totally. Couldn't agree more. So what do you recommend for people who are wanting to like even just step right. Cause I'm like, maybe they're not even to the point that they like feel so aligned with their products and their services yet. Like, they're just like, Oh gosh, like, I don't even know what I'm doing. It feels like I'm scrambling. What do you recommend for people who are wanting to like, just get into better alignment in their business? Like maybe it's just kind of gotten out of control, gotten away from them. You know, I'm like, there's a million different things that happen when you're self-employed, but how can people step into better alignment in their businesses? So the first step is always, I'm, I mean, I feel like I say this every day all the time, is to just get still, slow the fuck down, <laughs> take a step back, and really tune in with yourself. 
and go back to desire and what it is that you want and why it is that you're doing what you're doing and getting really clear on those things before you move forward and before you create the next thing and roll out another freebie or whatever the case may be, just really getting still and listening to yourself and what it is that you want out of your business. Because I believe that business can be a very spiritual journey, very healing journey. And we can utilize business as a vehicle to take us wherever the fuck we want to go, but you got to know where it is you want to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's difficult to do that when you're like 90 miles, you know, miles per hour going as fast as you can, trying to keep up with the Joneses, worried about where everyone else is going. But when you take a second to slow down and kind of like recalibrate and check in with yourself, um, that's really where you can develop more alignment. Cause I got to that place in my business where I was like landing, you know, I remember like I was consistently closing like 12K contracts in the DMs, like not even having to do sales calls, but I was burnt to a crisp and I didn't love the clientele I was working with. And I was like finding myself in the same place that I was years ago of like, I'm burnt out. I'm overwhelmed. And this is exactly like all the reasons why I did, why I started this is like the opposite, you know? And I took a step back. I literally remember I was like, I'm going to just take like four weeks from doing anything new or different and just kind of catch my breath for a second. Um, I remember I let some clients go and I was just like, let's just regroup and kind of hit the reset button. And I'm not saying that. And I want to say this too, because this is especially important. Um, energetics, right? We all know the energetic principle of (laughs) physics, like a body in motion stays in motion. Same with the business. So don't put the brakes on completely, but if you can slow down just enough to where you can catch your breath, kind of like if you're running a marathon, same thing, Mm -hmm. right? Like if you want, if you're in it for longevity, if you're in it for the long run, then you got to slow down a little bit and, and recalibrate and figure out where it is that you want to be and what's it going to take for you to get there. Mm -hmm. I love that. I also, I just like love the physics of it. Of, yeah. Like you don't have to completely stop, but just like slow it down enough to recalibrate and to yeah. figure things out and to sort through. Cause you don't have to, I just feel like entrepreneurs get so caught up on like the next thing, the next thing, the next thing that they just don't even take a minute to just catch their breath and yeah. like chill for a second. They literally go like marathon to marathon to marathon. Um, so what do you, do you have like certain practices within your business that are like energetic practices? Like how do you bring energetics into your business and like, make sure that your intuition is like flowing and making your decisions for you? I would say it's really not even just like in my business. It's the way that I live my life. Like I believe spirituality or religion or how, like how you live your life is reflective of that. And for me, I am a avid meditator, uh, journaler. I spend a lot of time with myself. That's a biggie because my love language is quality time. And that being said, like I have to, I give that to myself as well. Mm -hmm. I get to give that to myself as well. And I think that really just practicing what I preach is, you know, a big part of it. So finding those practices in my day-to-day life, 
And like, I talk about this on my stories, a lot of like, just bad bitch basics of like, am I hydrated? Have I moved my body enough? Have I laughed today? When's the next last time I connected, like, on a soul level with another human that I really give a shit about? (laughs) Truly, that's just like these things that I think entrepreneurs are like, give me more strategy, teach me more sales tactics. Like, it really, honestly, that's maybe like 10% of this shit. The rest of it is how you show up for yourself and the people in your life and your community and your clients. Like that's the majority of this. Mm. And it really starts with that. And then of course I'm, I'm a big, you know, we were talking one, one, one earlier, right? I am really into all the woo things, angel numbers. And with that being said, numbers are energy. And I am a little bit of a numbers nerd. So I look at my numbers a lot in my business, Mm. not constantly, not all the time, not obsessively, but at least a weekly, monthly check-in where I sit down and say, okay, here's where we're at. Here's where we want to be. Now, what's it going to take for us to get there? And I do that and I sit down with my team so that we're all on the same page. And I think that's another piece that people miss out on is just like, literally spending time with your business intimately. <laughs> like mm-hmm. the only way to do that, the only way to really like take a temperature check is to look at your numbers and say, where am I at? Where do I want to be? What's it going to take for me to get there? I love that. Cause I do think we, we spend so much time just like doing the survival things of like, what's next on the to-do list. Like, let's just make it through this to-do list that we forget that there's like there's literal data to tell us what's working and what's not and like how things are converting. And it, it always blows my mind. Like we go over a lot of numbers in my coaching program and like my VIP is where they're like, I've never even looked at this. And I'm like, Oh yeah, that like, there we go. There's there's literal data presented. I'm like, even if you just pull up your Instagram stats alone, like there's literal data on like what converts for you and what doesn't like, you might be putting energy into products or marketing strategies that like, literally don't matter. Um, so no, I love that idea. And I also just, I love what you said about, cause one of my big love languages is also personal time and like gifting that to yourself and to your business. And like, um, I think you could do that no matter what your love language is like, even just like words of affirmation. I like to speak well about your business and your Mm -hmm. money and like Mm -hmm. how things come in. Um, Okay. So one of the things I wanted to ask you about, because I have been obsessed with this concept lately, I actually was talking about it in one of my VIPs the other day is the concept of masculine and feminine energy and like how to use them and, um, what they look like in a business. So for someone that doesn't really ever talk about energies or like know about energy and like the contrast of them, how would you, could you give us like an intro on masculine and feminine energy and then what that looks like in a business? Totally. So Masculine is the thinking, the doing, the planning, the strategizing, the systems and the structure of a business. So that is how you onboard your clients. That is the automations that you have behind the scenes to get somebody from, you know, brand new client to graduating client. That is your sales process. So how do you get somebody from stranger on the internet to paying client with you? Um, And it's also the strategy behind that. Like I said, systems, strategy, um, the thinking, the planning, looking at your numbers, you know, and then deciding, okay, here's what we're going to launch next. And 
all of those more strategic things. The feminine side is the feeling and the listening and the create more creative, not to say masculine can't be creative, but the feminine is more so of the flow and the gentleness and the nurturing. So for example, that is in the conversations that you have with people, when you follow up with them, when you're listening on a sales call versus as blah, 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 blabbing, trying to convince someone to buy from you. The feminine is also when you go and you're like writing a post and it's totally intuitive and you're like, oh, I've got this gut feeling like I just need to channel this message out of me. That's all the feminine side. And where I see people struggle, where I see clients really feel challenged is finding balance between those two things. And the most successful of my clients, and Eden, I don't know if you have experienced the same, but like the people who can really master the art of doing both. Mm -hmm. So a little bit of the numbers and the planning and the strategy, a little bit of that. And then the other side of like showing up, putting yourself out there, being a muse, <laughs> mm -hmm. getting on your stories, you know, kind of stepping into the spotlight and being that little shiny object. And also, again, the intuitiveness of what goes into your content, um, nurturing conversations and relationships with people. The people who are the most successful entrepreneurs are the people who can kind of finesse both of those things. I love that. How would you... Do you have any tips for like, say you're leaning towards what more like one more than the other? Do you have any tips for bringing back in or like channeling masculine and feminine energy, depending yeah. on which way you're leaning naturally? Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny because I do like literally in one call, I can see like, oh, this person's leaning into their masculine. This person leans into their feminine. And honestly, most people I meet with will tell me too. They're like, oh, I definitely lean towards like more masculine tendencies, but I need, I know I need to do more of feminine stuff or mm -hmm. vice versa. And really for me, what works best in my ADHD brain is to set aside time for it. So if you know that you're, I'm somebody that I was raised by a single mom. I'm the eldest. So my mom literally like would say, oh, just she teased me as a kid. Like you're the man of the house. Mm -hmm. So I can be very masculine mm -hmm. and the planning and the doing and the stress, like that comes very easy to me. And eldest now, daughter vibes. Eldest daughter vibes. <laughs> I'm the same. <laughs> um, it's a total thing, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that's, I just, this, I have to say this, I know, I feel like when I got to your landed, connected with you online, I was like, she's got like big sister, like internet, big sister vibes. <laughs> Melt it, love it. You can always tell an older sister for real. Yeah. I'm like, you can always see them. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I love it. So when it comes to learning how to do the opposite for me, what, what I have found found works best is to like make it a recurring date on my calendar. Like once a week, I am going to, one thing that was really, and I'll give you a specific example. One thing that was really challenging for me in my avoidant attachment style was like doing follow-ups, but the numbers told me that they worked. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I was like, okay, how can I like make this a thing for me? So I like put a little 20 minute, 20 minute recurring event on my calendar would write it in my little paper planner every week. And like, that was my follow-up hour because that's what worked. And even though I wanted to resist it and avoid it and whatever, sit, like 
setting aside that time to be intentional and conscious um, was really important as well. And that's the follow-up for me. And the reason why it was challenging is because it takes a lot of nurturing, right? It's a nurturing activity. It's a feminine thing, right? You're, mm -hmm. you're listening. Hey, checking in. How are you? Let's touch base. Like it's, it, it didn't come naturally to me and it felt mm -hmm. kind of funky. <laughs> um, okay. And I think some people would think follow-up is masculine, right? Cause you're kind of like, you're leaning in. Um, but I genuinely look at it as more feminine, like nurturing type of activity. Again, you're inviting people to a party. So it's like, Hey, we're still doing this thing. Are we mm -hmm. on or what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I would, I would encourage anyone who finds themselves one way or the other to really just be intentional about setting that side, that time aside to do whatever the thing is that, you know, you need to do, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's going to move the needle forward. Um, and usually the results, like there's, I don't know who said this initially, but I love this quote and it's the results you're looking for is in the work you're avoiding. <laughs> oh, you hate to hear it. You hate to hear it. Yeah. Um, and so for me, that was huge. It was like, I would find myself, I'm like, oh my gosh, like this month didn't go as planned. It's like, did you do any follow-up? Did you, did you do what you're supposed to do? Mm -hmm. Oh no. So as long as you can, again, make time intentionally for that thing, you can find more balance and it becomes, it becomes, once you begin to practice it, it becomes part of your ritual, part of your mm -hmm. habits. And I think that the results are in our routines. So, yeah, I also, I'm like just dying at the connection of, I'm also avoiding attachment. Um, and like, I'm like, oh yeah, I hate following up. Like even you saying that I'm like, well, I was like, no, like if they wanted to, they would. So I'm just going to not bug them and it's fine. Like, yeah. um, so no, I love that idea too. And I love that quote of like the results you're wanting are in the work you're avoiding. I have to say something because I'm like, I don't know if you're like this, but just hearing you say that, and I have to say this to anyone who's like, I don't want to follow up. I, maybe because I'm a bit of a diva, especially when I'm purchasing something, if someone doesn't follow up with me, I'm not buying from them. Really? Okay. That's fascinating. Well, no, I mean, I guess that's true. Yeah. Like I'm a big person. <laughs> like, they don't even care about me. They just want <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm like, if I'm making a big investment, I want to feel like I'm important to them. Mm -hmm. And if I only just get like one email from them, I'm mm -hmm. not probably going to feel like I was not taken care of. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. There you go. <laughs> we, we love some introspection. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's like, and I think that's also great insight to be like, I always talk about how like you are your ideal client yeah. and just thinking about like, okay, if I was purchasing, you know, what I sell, yeah. how would I want to be taken care of before I yeah. even exchanged any yeah. money? Like, what would I want to see? And how often would <gasps> I want them to talk to me? Like, I've got goosebumps. that's why I'm saying follow-up is not a masculine thing. It's a feminine, it's nurturing, it's mm -hmm. caretaking. I can't tell you how many of my clients have like once they join, they're like, you know, we ask like, what, what encouraged you to finally take the leap? They're like, honestly, like just the way that you showed up for me and cared for me during the process. It was like, you know, most business coaches, like I've had a lot of business coaches reach out to me and it's just kind of like, you feel like a number, another mm -hmm. person in their inbox, but mm -hmm. the care that I think comes with intentional follow-up, like we're talking about, it's, it's, it's caretaking, it's nurturing, it nourishes the relationship and people feel held and taken care of before they've even swiped their credit card. Oh, I love that. Can you tell us like some tips for, like, I know you talked about in the beginning too, like even how selling should be 
like a process of taking care of them and an energetic exchange, like how, like, what does that look like in selling and and like follow-up in comparison to the perception of selling and following up that people have like burned in their memories of just like car salesman, grimy, gross. Like, what does it look like to not be that? Yeah. So again, like I talk about sales is very similar to sex and dating and intimacy and being in the poly kink world. We talk a lot about, you know, foreplay, aftercare, communication, consent, like, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're going to run a knife down someone's back, (laughs) you need Mm -hmm. to like be really, you know, transparent and vulnerable with both parties need that Mm -hmm. communication and trust. Mm -hmm. And it's something that doesn't happen overnight. And with that being said, you know, I'll give you a perfect example. Um, Let's say you have someone in your DMs, they've been kind of back and forth, you did a sales call, you know, it left one way or the other, maybe kind of floating in the wind, not really sure. It's the same as if you went on a great date with someone and you were like, hey, like, I enjoyed that. I want to see you again. What do you think? That's it. Yep. <laughs> no need to, it's, it's as simple as that. Um, or if like, if you hook up with someone, Hey, I, that was fun. I had a great time. Mm-hmm. I would love to do that again soon. What do you think about that? Maybe we could take things a step further. If you want, are you open to that? How does that yeah. feel? Same fucking thing. I love that. I think that's like such a great comparison too. of like, I think we like to overcomplicate it because our businesses and our money and all of those things are involved when in reality, even just like, like I think of photographers and I think of like, you know, a lot of people that even just listen to this podcast, you don't even have to be just a exclusive service provider to know that your product even can really impact someone's life. And like that you, I think it's important that you feel excited about giving them the gift of whatever it is that you offer and like being willing to, yeah, have an exchange with them. That's like, I want to work with you just as much as I hope you want to work with me. Like, this isn't me just showing up as a, as a robot to provide like a service or product for you. Um, so I think that's beautiful. I literally just had last week, someone was in my DMS. We've been kind of back and forth for a while and they, and they had a sales call with someone from my team and that individual, I'm going to open up and be real vulnerable with y'all here. The individual on my team had some life stuff going on and the last few calls didn't go as well. And I had some feedback from people in my DMS about them. Mm. Um, and so I take radical responsibility. I'm like, Hey, you know, I hear that the call didn't go as planned. What feedback do you have for me? And this is me in the DMs with like these prospects. And I'm honest with them too. I say, hey, you know, that individual had some other stuff going on. And between us, like I've let them go. And, you know, you and I've been connected for a while. I'm happy to take a call with you directly, like myself, um, if you're open to it. And the response was somebody, one person was like, um, I'm hesitantly interested. (laughs) And think about that. Like, as far as like sex and dating goes, Mm -hmm. what would you say to someone who said that to you? So practicing what I preach, I said exactly what I would have said. And I said, for me, calls are just like kind of a first date. And I don't want to go on a date with anyone who's hesitantly interested. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) if Mm -hmm. there is energy there and curiosity and some excitement still, more than happy to link up with you. 
-hmm. and fill into what joining forces would look like. And they were like, okay, wait, I love that. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> love. Wait, so I again, love the way of phrasing that too. Yeah. Like it, the, again, vulnerability, authenticity, being genuine, owning my shit. Like it's the same as if you are building a relationship with someone outside. It's just in, we're doing it in business. So there really is no, no big difference. Yeah. That's an incredible shift, I think. And I love the idea of, yeah, being like, I wouldn't go on a first date with someone that's like hesitant. So we don't also have to like put time and energy into these things. I think that's, and I think also like clients, especially if you're like in a service industry, like they appreciate knowing that you have boundaries and that like, you're only interested in working with people that are just as passionate as you are. And like, they can appreciate that honesty. Like I, even when we do like our consultation calls for like the big coaching program, I always tell them, I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and convince you to work with me. Like if you feel excited about it and called to it, amazing. But like, I'm just here to tell you about something I'm really passionate about. And I hope you're just as passionate, but if not, that's okay too. Like that's literally fine. And it's yeah. not a big deal. Nothing um, personal. <laughs> yeah. It's not personal. Like it's literally just business. Yes. Um, so no, I love that. Um, okay. So tell us like, what's next for you? Like, what's, what are you excited about right now in business? Like, are you coming up with anything fun? Like, tell us like what's next on the horizon for you. So I am, are you into human design, Eden? Yes, enough. Like I, I know my chart. I know a little bit about other people's What's your design type? I'm a, um, I'm a generator two, four. Okay. Okay. Love it. Mm-hmm. I don't know a lot of generators. I, I am a six, two projector. So my zone of genius, like projectors are the guides, right? And, and we have, we don't have a ton of energy. So I am someone who doesn't no longer Mm. direction, no longer does a lot of new or changing things up. What I've been doing has worked and works. And I really, really what I'm most excited about is continuing to do what I do best, which is do less and make more. (laughs) We love to hear it. I'm like, that's the dream. Yeah. Like I I don't have any big major, like new, you know, launch or offering or anything. I stick to what I know and what I'm good at. At the beginning of this year, I did open up a, a membership that has been incredibly fun and exciting. And I'm excited to continue to grow that. But as far as anything really different or changing, I, if anything, I'm most excited about really continuing to double down on what I do, which I've, I've already shared. And outside of business, though, I, um, and this, this will bleed into the business and kind of the direction and the stories that I'll be telling. Um, <clears throat> I think I've only shared this with one other, like, business Ooh, person. I'm excited. So um, my house is on the market right now. And um, once the house sells, my plan is to take my son and travel. Oh my gosh. World school him and do the damn thing. And like, I've always wanted to do that. And I had him when I was so young and I've been working on building the business. And it's kind of like a, you know, one of those things of like, when the time is right, when the time is right. And I kind of looked around and was like, damn, 
Time's right now. Time's right. <laughs> yeah. So. We love to hear it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is so exciting. That's going to be so incredible. Thank you. Oh, I'm, I'm so excited to see it all. I'm like, yeah. I can't wait to just watch it all unfold. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Okay. Well, to wrap up every, um, interview we do, we ask the same question to every guest. Um, and it's like one of my favorite things to ask people just in general. So I always love hearing the answers, but what is the best piece of, of advice that you've ever received? Like whatever first comes to mind. Ooh, um, this is so corny, but it's the first thing that okay. came to my it's mind. It's good. That's what matters. And my aunt told me this when I was little, and she's one of my, she's like my favorite family member. Um, and it's to thine own self be true. Mm, it's, it's so, it's so like, like I said, it's kind of cheesy, but really like at the end of the day, like you're all you've got. And, you know, we do have communities and families and friends and things, and I'm very communal, communal, but one of the reasons that I am so communal is that I show is because I show up for myself and I do my best to really stay true to who I am and what I want. And yeah, so I love that. be true, especially as entrepreneurs, because there's so much noise and it's very easy to kind of copy and paste even like the more like I see people trying to do like I'm, I'm so eccentric and I'm so different it's like babe is that really you because yeah it doesn't have to be it <laughs> literally doesn't have to be yeah mm-hmm. like you don't have to even do all that mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh no. I literally had a call with someone the other day about branding and they're like, well, I'm just like, not like a bright, fun, colorful person. Like, how am I supposed to stand out? And I was like, what? Like who told you you had to be like, yeah. Give us moody Scorpio vibes. Like, yeah. Like I was like, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Like you don't have to be any type of way. What are you talking about? Like, I don't know. There's no concept of like, what makes you different? You just do your thing. That's it. I love that. Okay. Well, tell us where everyone can hear from you, learn from you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Tell us where we can find you on the internet space. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. It's been a blast. Eden. And, uh, y'all can hang out with me on Instagram really is my home base at Jessa underscore Glover underscore. Come say hi in the DMS. And, um, also like I've been kind of playing around with TikTok a little bit. I really yeah. like experimented for about mm-hmm. a year but I think there's going to be some heat popping up over there. So Ooh, excited. I'm going to hop over there. I'm like, I love TikTok. <laughs> I'm a TikTok stan. I'm not going to lie. I'm, a, I'm I, addicted, to be honest. It, I'm like, it's become a vice. I've got to yeah. get under control. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, we'll... My name is Jessa and I'm addicted to TikTok. <laughs> really? It's so bad. I, I ought to get under control, but we'll link everything for you guys in the show notes too. And Jessa, thank you so much for coming on. This was so incredible to learn from you. So I so appreciate you coming on. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Okay. Thank you guys. We will see you next time. Bye.